0: Hello there. It's time for Most Things Kenobi. Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Most Things Kenobi, a podcast about Obi-Wan Kenobi in All Things Star Wars. I'm your host, Leanne. And I'm your host, Lauren. And we're back again this week with part two of our 40th episode anniversary Q&A special. We had so much fun doing this. This (laughs) this has been a real blast. Yes, we had so many questions and you guys love it. So here we are. We're back again.
1: Yeah, we had enough to make this a two-parter. So we're going to
0: jump back in. Too much of a good thing? No such thing. No such thing. (laughs) So before we get back into the questions and the answers... Let me extend a very happy fifth birthday to the original Most Things Kenobi blog, which you, Lauren, started. We wouldn't be here on this podcast without it. Happy fifth birthday to the Most (laughs) Things Kenobi name and the blog. (laughs) I think we need a cupcake, like from our last episode. What the hell? One of Obi-Wan's cupcakes? Yes. (laughs) Yes. (laughs)
1: We need a comfort cupcake for this birthday celebration. I'm just so happy that it's still up and running and that it's turned into our podcast. And yes, it's been an excuse for you and me to hang out. So yes, thank you for the birthday wishes. Well, you're welcome. Thank
0: you for the blog and for really being the inspiration behind everything that's come afterwards, including, you know, the social medias, all the friends we've made, all the cool people we've interacted with. We've met some awesome people.
1: That's probably one of the best things. Apart from like the podcast and you and me having an excuse to hang out, yeah. I love all the people we've met. We've really found some amazing, amazing people.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of uh, s- uh, similar spirits out there yes. that we've connected with. And they're, yeah. they're, it's been really fun.
1: It has been. Shall we get to those people's questions now then? Yes. <laughs> Let's not disappoint them. <laughs> Kenobi Wolf on Instagram asks, If you could transport into the Star Wars world and choose any time period, which would you choose and why? This is hard. Someone has asked me this before, and I had trouble answering because kind of all the time periods are fraught
0: (laughs) with danger
1: and war and rebellion. I don't know.
0: That's a tough one. I would have to say in the days of the Republic... In the Clone Wars, at the height of the Jedi, I guess. Yeah,
1: Yeah, I kind of feel that way, too. Like, I would love to be alive at the same time that, like, Obi-Wan and Anakin are doing their thing during Clone Wars. But also that you live through, if you survive the war, you live through the fall of the Republic, which would be pretty horrifying. It's a tough question.
0: (laughs) It's a tough question. I I guess my second immediately after the fall of the Empire.
1: Yeah, that was what I was thinking. But then you go into the prequels where...
0: The New Order or whatever the hell it's called. Oh, no, the sequels. You mean the sequels.
1: Yeah. Oh, my God.
0: Yeah. I can't keep it all straight. <laughs> no, it's, it's fine. It's just there's so few peace mo- peaceful moments in Star Wars that it, <laughs> you know, they're nestled in between all of the fraught periods, yes. like you said.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like, it would be fun to be part of the rebellion if it weren't reality. Like, the reality yeah. would be really
0: horrible. It'd be
1: exhausting yeah. and defeating, and you'd feel pretty miserable unless you were Luke Skywalker himself. He's probably the one with the the best deal going on yeah. during
0: that time. I guess. I mean, and that's not even a great deal. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I would say during the height of the Republic and the Jedi and like all of that just because I would love to be involved in the period where they were absolute legends
1: yeah instead of the period when they've all been killed off and yes yeah hunted yeah yeah I think I I think I agree well he also wrote if you could rewrite any scene in any Star Wars movie which would it be
0: I know exactly which scene when Ray hands Luke his lightsaber <laughs> in the last Jedi he doesn't throw it that yeah. is the one thing I would, I would rewrite. Yeah. That's the first scene I would rewrite. Let's put it that way. The
1: first. Yeah. I was going to say all of,
0: uh, <laughs> I mean, but all of that, the last Jedi. Yeah. I hated it. Yeah. Because it's it.
1: essentially throwing away. It's like tossing aside both the original trilogy and the prequels as though they don't matter.
0: And the legacy of, yeah, it, it's, yeah. it's very symbolic in a, in a way that was completely unnecessary. And I would rewrite that immediately. Yeah. This girl just traveled to find you handed you yours and your father's lightsaber, and you toss it? Yeah. I I don't think so. It's, like, disrespectful
1: in so many ways.
0: Which they redid, they made up for, in The Rise of Skywalker, where Rey tosses it and Luke catches it and says, I mean, the fuck are you doing, basically, is what he says. So, like, (laughs) J.J. Abrams kind of rewrote the respect back in.
1: I know, they tried to fix it, but after the insult is done, it's pretty hard to band-aid that back together.
0: How about you? Is there a scene you would rewrite? All death of sticks yeah,
1: oh my <laughs> no because i i secretly love that but not so secretly um but i was gonna say like all of the ter- <laughs> clones pretty much okay so i was close <laughs> yeah i mean it's truly terrible writing um if we're talking like because i wish it would go a different way satine's death i would have obi-wan oh. say something yes yes yeah yes we've talked about that yeah that would be. She's just a pawn who dies not knowing if she's loved, and that's just too sad for me. Although she probably knew he loved her because they hadn't...
0: Oh, I a think thing, she knew. But, but God damn it, just give her that. Could you just She's dying. It? Yeah, seriously. <laughs> so that would be mine. <laughs> that's a good one. That's a real good one. Yeah. Hey, we got a question from Corey. Hey, Corey. Ooh. He asks, if a document about Leia were to be created in 2023, which actress would play her and why? Very good question. Oh, what a question. Right? I would almost be inclined to say her daughter. I was gonna say the same thing. But if we're not talking blood relative, that's a very, very hard thing to think of. Brie Larson? She has the facial structure. That's what I was thinking. And she's sassy. Yeah, if they dyed her hair, she has blue mm-hmm. eyes though, doesn't no, she has brown eyes. She has brown eyes. She has brown eyes. <laughs> I was going to say, quick reference. Right there. Um, she's on your wall. <laughs> yes, she is on my wall. <laughs> um, not Brie Larson. Cap- <laughs> Captain Marvel is on, my, is on my wall. But that's an excellent choice. I think she's got the gumption she does. to play Leia. She does. Boy, that's a, t- uh, that's a tough one. Yeah, that's really hard. It's like, how do you replace a legend? It's true. It, it, the thing about Carrie Fisher, though, I mean, if we're going with looks... She has that cute button nose and those giant eyes. Mm-hmm. So you gotta find like those two main things, and you know height.
1: But you also have to like you have to be like cute and
0: beautiful, but also just like taking no bullshit. Yeah. from anybody. Yeah, that is a tough one. But God, I think her. I think uh, Billy Lord would be. Yeah. She, oh, she, no one knows her better than her own daughter. Yeah. And she does have those eyes. Yes, and the sass. Yeah. Oh, definitely. <laughs> yeah, either one of those.
1: I agree. I concur. Thank you, Corey. Okay, Melody on Instagram says, Who would you most want to see Obi-Wan fight at any point or any time? Personally, I wanna see him fight Palpatine. I wanna see what happens.
0: <laughs> that is something I concur with. That would be Really, one, that's who you would want? One hell of a showdown. And he has personal reasons to fight that man. Mm-hmm. For what he did to Anakin and, and, every, and everything, everyone. Yeah. yes, Even
1: Maul was, like, because of yes. Palpatine. Yeah. Yes.
0: It's like the six degrees from Palpatine. Everything leads back to him. Yeah. Yeah, I agree and with at that.
1: And his, at his prime in Revenge of the Sith, he could have stood a chance. I know some people say that he wouldn't have stood a chance because even Yoda, like, couldn't have defeated Palpatine. But, like... No one was more personally invested Mm -hmm. than Obi-Wan. So I suppose that could have been a liability. But also, he if he could still fight Anakin, knowing how much he loved him, Mm -hmm. then I think he could have dealt with his emotions to fight Palpatine as well. So that would have been an interesting duel, I
0: think. You need personal reasons with control of emotion. And that is what Obi-Wan excels at Mm -hmm. more than most, if not everyone. So... Yeah, I would love to see that. Gina, my mother, she asks, because she loves baby Yoda so much, what would he sound like and how would he speak when he does speak, if he ever speaks? And what would his first words be? I told her, when she told me that was her question, I was like, da-da.
1: Oh, oh my God.
0: (laughs) But then she said, in his language? Or Mandalorian? Or just regular... And I was like, I don't know because Yoda, you know how Yoda talks, right? Is that Mm -hmm. a Yoda thing or is it their species thing? We don't know the answer to that, right?
1: I feel like Luke was trying to get the answer when he was like, do you know anyone who speaks this way? Exactly.
0: (gasps) So it's a great question. If they make baby Yoda talk ever, how are they going to do it? That's interesting because he makes like
1: cooing sounds like a baby right now. But like he clearly understands basic because he knows what Luke is saying and he understands what Din is saying. So I don't know. That's a really good question. I don't know what he would sound like. Probably just like a little cooing baby for quite a while until he's a Muppet. I don't know.
0: Yeah. Well, yes. (laughs) But is he going to have that very unique form of speech that Yoda has? Because is that I need to know, is that a Yoda thing or is it the unnamed species thing? That's what I'm curious about. And she she yeah. she made me think of that. So thank you, Gina. Good question. Yeah. I don't yeah. know that we have an answer, but maybe we'll get one.
1: Yeah, maybe someday. Uh, Ellen asks, what do we know about Palpatine's childhood, if anything? Clearly, he wasn't hugged Mm-mm. enough. <laughs> but is there a backstory either in or out of canon?
0: There's a book about this, is there not? There's a novel. Is there? I think. I have no idea. Either a novel or comics, I i. I feel like I can see the cover in my mind, but maybe it's just art that I'm thinking of. I don't know about this, really. I only know I... about Palpatine and his master. That's what I was going to say.
1: We know that he was a student of... Darth Plagueis. Is that really his master? Yeah, I think so. Oh, uh-huh, okay. Yeah. What a weirdo. Fucking <laughs> weirdo! telling this, have you ever heard of this tragedy of Darth Plagueis? It's like... You're talking about somebody you know personally
0: and you're making it all weird. (laughs) Why wouldn't, why didn't we include that in our quote episode? That is such a memeable line. Wikipedia coming through. So we know he was born on Naboo. We know that much. Right. Eldest son of House Palpatine. He was raised in his family's ancestral home, Convergence, situated in Naboo's lake country and had at least two brothers and two sisters.
1: Oh dear, where are they?
0: I don't know, but I need to now. Now that makes things frightening. Yeah, because, anyway, Wikipedia goes on to say, from an early age, Palpatine identified himself as different from his peers and siblings. See, he's already on his high horse.
1: He sounds a lot like Tom Riddle from Harry
0: Potter. Oh, totally. There's a He had a violent streak. His father and him had a insatiable passion for speed racing who'd have thought <laughs> he killed two pedestrians and never showed the slightest bit of remorse sounds about right yeah that seems fair <laughs> so yeah oh, that's um, creepy darth Plagueis murdered his master darth tenebris tenebris's disembodied consciousness accessed his apprentice's body and forced senses through the ma- maxi retrovirus i'm sorry what this is a lot <laughs> so ellen's right he
1: wasn't hugged but he didn't want to be hugged
0: <laughs> bottom line he wasn't hugged and he didn't want to be hugged that that's all we need to know about good old palps but he had family members and we need to know where they're at yeah that
1: i mean that's the family where it's like palpatine
0: comes to dinner and everyone's like oh god <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's Does the last be there?
0: <laughs> chair reserved farthest away from everyone. So <laughs> he gets served last. Um. <laughs> On Twitter, Princess Jedi asked, Do you have a favorite Star Wars book or fanfic? Oh, and are you going to be at Celebration? Smiley Face. Oh. We talked about it. Yeah, we did. But I think we might go to the next one. Yeah. So not this That's year, what but we've the been following. Thinking. I don't think we can still get
1: tickets anyway at yeah. this point because it's been rescheduled so many times. Yeah. But next year,
0: yeah, next year I think we're going to try and make it happen for sure. So,
1: are yeah. you going?
0: Should we all have a meetup? That would be fun. Yeah. We discussed Do we need it. Need to have
1: a celebration meetup. Yeah. That would, be, that, that would be really fun with
0: all like all of our friends from the internet that we don't know. As long as you're nice, um, <laughs> <laughs> you know. But her original question: Do you have a favorite Star Wars book or fanfic?
1: I like the original Thrawn trilogy. Mm -hmm. I haven't read the new Thrawn books, so I can't compare them. But Mm -hmm. I have always liked those.
0: I've read the the new Thrawn books, but haven't read the original ones. So I'm the exact opposite of you in this regard, (laughs) so I can't comment on them.
1: (laughs) I can't say that I've read that many books either. I mean, I've read a a decent amount. Like, I've read all the Jedi Apprentice. I've read Master and Apprentice. Mm -hmm. I've
0: read the original
1: that and I will say, Revenge of the Sith is excellent. Oh, it's novelization. it is
0: fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah. That's right up there. I was going to suggest it's not a book, but a comic, and I know you'll agree with me on this. Screaming Citadel. Oh, yeah. Weird story. Yeah, but beautiful art. Yeah, that's what that's <laughs> why I'm like torn because it's not even a yeah. book, but it's so good with the art and the story's kind of whack, but I'm for it. Yeah. At the same time. And, um, Shattered
1: Empire Shattered is another Empire. Good comic.
0: That too. Yeah, yes. it's the same
1: artist who yes. did... That artist is my favorite for, like, drawing Luke. He does Mark Hamill justice. Fantastic. And it's really good. And that story is interesting. That's right, like, days after Return of the Jedi. Yes, and I love it. The whole... Yeah. All of that is... Yeah, that's good. But you have a favorite fan fiction?
0: Well, other than yours... <laughs> Mine don't count. You can't, top, <laughs> you can't top the best. That's nice of you, but... <laughs> but before I ever knew you and knew your stories, in 2005, I read a story. It's an Anakin and Padme-centric story. And it I, I go back to it all the time. By someone on fanfiction.net titled Sean 30. His story is Shadows of Winter. And it's part of the Heart and Soul series. Yeah, it is... So well written, the 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 imagery that he is describing, and it's not gratuitous. Any of like the romance scenes or nothing. It's just good. Yeah, some parts are slower than others, like always. But it's it's so yeah. well written that I enjoy reading it. It's not. It makes me like Padme. It makes me love Anakin. It's just like, and I don't know if Sean Thirty is a male or a female. I can't tell, which I like even better. The writer does a number of of stories, but this is. My favorite. I love it. Shadows of Winter in the Heart and Soul series. I don't know if it's on Archive of Our Own, but it's definitely on fanfiction.net.
1: Nice. How about you? I love, um, there's a series by somebody who doesn't really write too much anymore, and I don't even know how to pronounce their username. It's Mm Q-W-A-E-29, and they retold some of the Jedi Apprentice stories, but, like, not for kids. So it's, like, all these stories about Obi-Wan as a young Padawan trying to, like, become Qui-Gon's Padawan, basically. Mm -hmm. And, like, they're not for kids. (laughs) They're definitely, like, much more violent and upsetting. But, like, it's way more interesting. Mm -hmm. They take, like, the foundation of the books and then expand on them in a way more interesting plot line. Mm -hmm. So I really liked those. I read them all on an airplane once. Um, and I couldn't stop. That was really great, and that was many years ago. That was probably, like, 2016 or so. Oh, right on. Well, I will say that the first fanfic I read that got me into fanfics was by Flute25, who is Lego Obi-Wan, or Lego Obi-Wan, whatever, Mm -hmm. on um, Tumblr. And they wrote um, a Divergence series and i haven't read the whole series but i read the undoing dichotomy which is a retelling of the Sigerian Mm. arc Mm -hmm. and it was so good that i literally couldn't stop reading it it was just really excellent they're a really good writer they're very like intellectual and like like very rewarding to read it was really good i really enjoyed that so undoing dichotomy and it's dark. It's definitely, I mean, it's rated teen. These are both my both my suggestions are on Archive of Our Own, but it's not like gratuitous or anything. Yeah. It's rated teen, so it's not like too violent or anything, but it was really good. I really liked that. I really like their writing, mm-hmm. so those would be my two. Clone Wars Collector also asks, what do you think Obi-Wan and Anakin get up to as Force ghosts these days? <laughs> Chiding
0: one another as usual. <laughs> Trapped for eternity with... <laughs> with each other. I think Anakin pops up and watches Luke and Leia in various scenarios, but stays hidden. That's what I like to think.
1: It's kind of creepy to think that a Force ghost could appear to you at any time, anywhere, like no matter what you're doing. Yeah.
0: Because, like, you'd be doing something and then, like, look over your shoulder, like, they're not watching, are they?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right? Well, I'm in
0: the clear. Good, good you go. Dad! (laughs) (laughs) I told you not to show up! (laughs) Well, I showed you that my favorite meme of, like, the Luke entrance through the door in the mandalorian season two when, when he's holding the lightsaber and his hood is up and then someone cartooned in anakin like peeking around that door going yes son exactly just just how i would do it well done i'm so fucking proud of you or something like that like you remember that when so i sent you that's yes. exactly what i would envision like you got this son i believe in you you know shit like that like i, mean,
1: like, I know thank you i've got it
0: <laughs> yes. i got this dad <laughs>
1: Well, and as we said previously, Obi-Wan is still just trying to keep Skywalker's out of trouble. That's it.
0: That's it. He just needs a shot and a nap. That's all. (laughs) So our friend, Azzy, hey, Azzy, over at Christian (laughs) Fandom Geek Podcast, asked us, in so many words, could Luke Skywalker be, like, could there be a reboot of Luke Skywalker through the world between worlds that we see in Rebels, like hinting that he could be rebooted in the sequel trilogy or in some fashion. Basically, what, what could the world between worlds influence be with regards to Luke Skywalker? And it's an interesting question because it basically boils down to what can they do with the world between worlds? Ahsoka basically told Ezra, don't mess with what's happening or what has happened, that he sees Kanan in his final moments in the world between worlds. And Ahsoka says, don't. Don't interfere, right? It's kind of like time travel. If you interfere too much, it changes the course of everything. So yeah, it's interesting to ask this because it would be a great explanation for maybe why Luke is so different in The Last Jedi. Mm-hmm. Like you even brought up yeah. that he could be a clone or a cloned version of himself. Like we're all just right. trying to find reason for why he was the way he was in The Last <laughs> Jedi. But you could argue that there's a world between worlds and he stepped through it. Maybe he was experimenting, trying to go through the Jedi archives, and he learned about it and tried to experiment with it, and then he ended up on Octo. (laughs) You know? (laughs) Oops. Like, wrong
1: door. (laughs) Yeah. As a reboot, I don't know that that's... Like, practically speaking with the franchise, Mm -hmm. probably not. Right. Because they're going to stick to their guns on what they did. It's true. The World Between Worlds, I think, is like playing with fire a bit. It is. I think it is, too. Yeah. They have to be really careful. Once you start crossing Mm timelines, you can undo all sorts of stuff, which is why time travel stories are always, they always kind of fall apart somewhere along the way because Mm -hmm. they can't stick to their own rules because then you wouldn't have a story. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. That's a really interesting question.
0: I think that they have to tread very carefully with the world between worlds. Don't overdo it. Use it like they Mm -hmm. did as a view to teach Ezra a lesson like you can't undo this I couldn't save my master Ahsoka said and you can't save yours that was a it was a learning lesson it wasn't so much about the world between worlds it was the lesson being exchanged between Ahsoka and Ezra so I think knowing Luke I don't know that he would mess with it too much but as you know as a franchise I don't think they would you know like you said but Luke is curious the only
1: thing I could see him going back to try to change would be like him with Ben yes trying
0: to fix that moment. But Luke would have enough sense to know that you can't go back and change anything, right? Yeah. I would think. So I don't I don't know Azzy, it's a good question but also a very tough one.
1: Mhm. Yeah.
0: Cuz the world between worlds is a is a touchy one. I'm even surprised that they did it in Rebels to be honest.
1: Yeah, seriously. And I hope
0: they don't use it as an excuse to do whatever they want, like to have a multiverse. We don't yeah, need that. Please.
1: No, we don't need that.
0: Like, they're doing that in Marvel right now, and I'm also struggling. But, like, they have enough material that they don't need to do that.
1: It overcomplicates it a bit, I think. Yeah. Great question. All right. This is our last question. Dun-dun-dun. Emma asks, and this is a good last question, do you anticipate the series ever coming to a formal quote-unquote end, or can we keep
0: producing new stories forever? Which would you prefer? I would prefer that they don't oversaturate, but from a money-making standpoint, I see no end. No. Yeah. And really, at the end of the day, it is a business.
1: It is. I see it like Batman. Mm. It's a comic book. That's what comic books were. You get one every week, and Mm -hmm. you pay, and they hook you so you can never stop. (laughs) Yep. And Star Wars is no different, at least now, especially now that it's been bought. by disney it's a cash cow Mm -hmm. so will the stories always be good no Mm -hmm. but they'll keep us coming back for more that's for sure
0: i think it i don't want it to get to this point that's why i said the oversaturation thing because marvel is is basically there and i have now had to pick and choose what i watch because i can't consume it all yeah i'm getting to that point with star wars especially with the shows I'm going to eventually have to pick and choose which ones I follow because it's going to be too... I don't have enough time to digest it all. So I do think that there will never be an end, which is great because we don't want great things to end. But we also don't want to be oversaturated with fluff either, with emptiness. So as long as it's good, keep it common. But if it's empty junk... Yeah. Then I don't know. I don't know if I want that.
1: It's interesting because I personally... Like I I said, Batman is a really good example. It's been around for 80 plus years at this point. Same thing. There's so much. There's no way in hell you could consume it all. So you can pick and choose. But it's kind of nice for me to know whenever I feel like picking up something new, I can kind of do a little Google, find something and be like, okay, I'm going to try this Mm -hmm. and see where this story goes or this comic book or graphic novel, whatever. Some of it is very different. And some of it, like they, they do stories where they like, have Batman in Victorian London, mm-hmm. which is crazy, mm-hmm. but also really cool. So I like that. They're like the what if kind of episodes, yeah. you know, I forget they had a specific term for them in the Batman. I don't know the DC universe, but like, I'm not opposed to star Wars carrying on that way. But like you said, if it's really just bullshit, it's boring and it's just designed to separate me from my money, mm-hmm. which I'm sorry, but a lot of the Marvel star Wars comics are that mm-hmm. they are Boring. And sometimes I'm reading them and I'm like, this doesn't really make sense, even. There's stuff in there that it's like, it's not that I'm not understanding it, it's that the writing is very weak. So that really annoys me. I really find that annoying. Mm -hmm. With Legends, it was the same thing. It's really no different. Legends was just like, expanding a universe and Mm -hmm. there were no rules you could cross paths and Mm -hmm. chop off timelines and kill people and it was just it was like a sandbox you could make whatever you want i think you're right i don't think it will ever end i don't either i'm like torn on if i would prefer it to end or not i'm gonna have
0: to pick and choose going forward because it's so much it's it's so much stuff it's a lot well that was fun that was fun thank you to everyone who submitted questions and under short time notice too yeah. well
1: done <laughs> we kind of backed ourselves into a
0: corner with we, this one we did but we, did, but we, out we came well. out stronger than ever <laughs> <laughs> join us next week because we are focusing on one strong beautiful twi'lek named Hera, Harris, and yes Um, We're going to talk about why, in particular, she is such a refreshing character, and we're going to talk about everything. Her, her family, her skills, her lover, everything.
1: I love her so much. It's going to be nice to finally dig into some Rebels stuff. It'll be
0: great. Yes, it's been a long time coming, and she is amazing, so join us. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Most Things Kenobi podcast. Remember to follow us on Tumblr, Twitter, and Instagram, and don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast player, and... Don't forget to rate us on Spotify and Apple if you would please. Plus, you can always find us over at MostThingsKenobi.com. So, until next time, my space twin, may the force be with you. Always.